Hello. Thanks for connecting to the teachings of Prophet Lovi Elias. May you be blessed by this teaching and may your life never be the same. To get the most value from this word, empty your heart and be ready to receive. If you have been impacted by this ministry and want to sow into it, please visit prophetlovi.com or revelationchurchla.org. Now here's our prophet, Dr. Lovi Elias. May the Lord bless you wherever you are and I believe that uh, God is with you and I believe that this is an appointed time for you to be here with me and I believe that the fellowship of the Holy Spirit will move through us and I believe that the King of Glory will take us from glory to glory to glory. I want you to share this as many times as you can. Let somebody know that we are live and I know that our lives will change uh, because of what we are going to speak about. Uh, I'm going to be speaking about the well of oil, the well of oil and what this means for you as a believer because this is going to shift your life and it's going to take you to exactly where the Lord Jesus has destined for you to be. So I want you to pay attention. I want you to be prepared. I want your heart to be ready and... uh, something is definitely going to transform in your heart and in your soul and in your spirit and even your body to completely touch and embrace everything that God has done for you. So I want you to share this as fast as you can. I won't be long today. Uh, I have a short time because I have um, to go and get in shape, but... (laughs) Let's go. (laughs) <laughs> but uh, I feel compelled to teach you. Amen. I know I have so many part twos to catch up with. So, yes. Jesus, yes. yeah, a lot, huh? Yes. Yeah, but God is going to help us. Amen. Slowly but surely, the Lord is going to help us. So, Amen. Uh, once you have shared, just type I've shared, and, uh, and I will begin. Keep those thumbs up going, and I know the Lord Jesus will smile upon us today. Amen. Amen. Glory be to his holy name. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Now, I want to talk about the well of oil and what it means and what is the oil. Now, there is a huge distinction between walking with the Holy Spirit and the Holy Spirit being upon you and you being anointed. Those are two different scenarios in a believer's life. Amen. The promise of the Holy Spirit is for all Christians. It is impossible for you to believe in Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior, without the Holy Spirit. Anybody that claims to be a Christian but does not believe in walking with the Holy Spirit is a false Christian. Mm. And anyone who genuinely calls Jesus Lord, who was born of a virgin, who is God, reincarnated in the flesh, born of a virgin, died and on the third day resurrected. Anybody that believes that, believes that by the Holy Spirit. Because it is the Holy Spirit that convicts man of his sin. Yes. So it is impossible for anybody to come to Christ without the work of the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is the one that draws you because he's the one that convicts the world of its sin. He's the one that shows you your error so that you may come to God. Amen. But having the Holy Spirit lead you to God 
And you being born again and being filled with the Holy Spirit does not mean you're anointed. Mm. Wow. That's good. I, I wish somebody could understand this. Yes, we do. I wish somebody could catch this. And, and, and pay attention to this. You can be anointed because of the Holy Spirit. And when the Holy Spirit leaves you because you erred against God, you sinned against Him, He leaves you. The anointing will remain, but the Holy Spirit will go. And without the, with the Holy Spirit, the anointing will work, but it will not be effective. I, I wish you could hear this. The anointing will work without the Holy Spirit, but it will never be effective. Should I rewind that yes. one more time? Yes. A man can receive the Holy Spirit. Yes. And the Holy Spirit decides to anoint you. With the Holy Spirit anointing you, it does not mean that the presence of the anointing is also the presence of the Holy Spirit. Because if you offend the Holy Spirit, because the Holy Spirit can only take so much. If you read Genesis chapter 6, God says, my spirit will not always strive with men. When David sinned against God, I believe Psalms 51, he says, don't take your spirit from me because God can take his spirit from you. So the Lord can take his spirit from an individual. But the anointing will still be there. Yeah. But the anointing without the Holy Spirit is not effective. Mm-hmm. It will work, but it will never be effective. Because the anointing itself has no ability to draw anyone to God. Mm. It is still the Holy Spirit that draws and convicts men of their sin, not the Amen. anointing. Wow. Amen. The reason why a lot of people have a misconception of the oil of God or the anointing is they think miracles will bring people to Jesus. It doesn't. Miracles don't bring people to Jesus. In fact, God did not even design them to bring people to him. Wow. (laughs) Miracles was for the strengthening of the church. The supernatural was for the strengthening of the church, not to win the world. Wow. The world needs the word of God, not, not the anointing. The wow. Is somebody listening yes. to me? Yes. You see, the anointing attracts problems. And if your ministry is only centered on the demonstration of the supernatural, you will have people who have needs but have no need for Jesus. Wow. That's it. So people will come because they are sick, but they will not come because they need the word of life. You see, when Jesus fed the 5,000, he left them and went somewhere else. And they were looking for him. And they said, Lord, we've been looking for you the whole time. Jesus told them, you're not looking for me because of what I'm teaching. You're looking for me because I gave you bread. But the words of life that I desire to give you, you guys don't want it. They said, then tell us these words of life. It tells you that they never listened to anything Jesus said. Because Jesus is telling them, the words of life that I have, you guys don't want to listen to. They said, then give us these words then. 
Show us a sign then. I performed miracles. I did all these things, but you don't even know what the word of life is. So even the Lord Jesus had to balance between the demonstration of the supernatural and his word. Everyone that was cheering for Jesus to be crucified are those who experienced his power. But those who experienced his word did not want anything to do with the man being on the cross. What proves that Jesus was Lord was not just power, was more so his words. Because of the effect they had on people's hearts. When the Lord Jesus was on the cross and they were telling him curse, that they were cursing him and all this, and Jesus looked up and said, Father, forgive them. They don't know what they are doing. Even the Pharisees, even the, 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 the... Roman soldiers, they were like, you guys are here insulting him and he's praying for you. They were like, this is truly the son of God. They didn't say he was the son of God because he turned water into wine. Because the anointing, the oil separated from God is just power. It means nothing. That's deep. Is somebody understanding this? You see, when somebody is endowed by the Holy Spirit and they have the anointing, if they say one word to you, it resonates that you can't shake it off. When people listen to me one time, they want to keep listening to me. Not because I'm the most intelligent speaker. I just speak what God is telling me. And immediately something happens. Listen to what Paul said. Paul said, the kingdom of God is not in word, but in the demonstration of the power. What did he mean? What I am saying to you, I can demonstrate it. A lot of people want to demonstrate what they cannot teach. You're saying something. That in itself is a drawing away from the faith and a drawing into witchcraft. Because it's about performance. You see, the devil is still anointed. If you read the Bible, it says clearly. I believe Isaiah says it. I believe Ezekiel says it too. You anointed Chirab, how you are fallen. He did not say you who used to be anointed. It doesn't say you who lost your anointing. Once anointing, when the oil comes on you, it comes on you. Even God can't reverse it because his gifts are without repentance. When Saul, God left him because he dishonored Samuel. And by dishonoring Samuel, he dishonored God. God left him. David was still afraid of him. David never dared to touch him because he was still the anointed of the Lord. In fact, David called him the anointed one of God. So many of you have become in danger because you have insulted people that may have a problem with God for now. But the anointing still works. Come on. There are still consequences. Why are there consequences? Because the anointing is heaven's endorsement of you. Oh. That is why the Bible says, and Jesus 
man approved of God by signs and wonders. But if you read Luke and you read Mark, it says, the spirit of the Lord is upon me and he hath anointed me to, what did he say? To open the blind's eyes, to heal the brokenhearted. Notice the approval that the scriptures is talking about is what is causing the manifestation of the supernatural around the Jesus. Yeah, 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 yeah. God can approve of you, but the sign of his consistent approval of you is his spirit. If the spirit leaves you, then you are still endorsed with signs, but not with him. Okay, so you can still be functioning, but God left a long time ago. God moved on a long time ago. So there is a secret. Because the oil is a well. It is a place where anointing is in abundance. There is a well that is flowing with the oil that God is just looking for people to approve. But this oil can be attained in different ways. There are three ways it can be attained. I feel like people are not here. I feel like I'm talking to myself and maybe I need to stop. There are three ways the anointing can be attained. Okay. There are three ways that somebody can tap into the well. When people read, <laughs> I don't know if I should say this you or should. not. Let's go there. Help there. us. There are three ways the oil can be received, but one is not recommended. Because one will kill you. But there are three ways. One, two, three. three. Ways that somebody can find their way to the well. Let's go. Take us to that well, sir. Three ways. I'll continue next week. Oh my gosh. <laughs> the thumbs up are not enough, so I'm going to quit. And maybe my time is close. Hey, I don't have much time. Oh my gosh. You have time to give us the three. I yeah. think we need, you know, this one. Just the three? The appetizing and then you can expound next week. Yeah, and then you yeah. move. Yeah. I, I don't know. The thumbs up are not enough. The people are petitioning. Notice, notice this. Samson was anointed. But Samson never did anything until the Spirit of God came. Yeah. Elijah was highly anointed, but people always said, ah, you, you know, you will say you're here and then the spirit of God will just take you. They still functioned with the anointing and the spirit. Okay. Anyone that functions with the anointing without the spirit, witchcraft. Wow. Pure witchcraft. Oh my God. When a man or a woman of God ministers without a presence, 
specifically the presence of the living God. That person is suspicious. Not only is he suspicious, he's fake. You see, there was a guy called Bar Jesus in the time of the apostles. Yeah. The guy did great signs and wonders. The Bible actually says that he possessed a whole city. But when the apostles came, mm -hmm. they came with the spirit of God. Mm -hmm. So for them, it wasn't just power. Mm -hmm. yeah. There was also the spirit of God. That men were able to repent and come to God. Wow. Yes. If your supernatural ministry... does not bring people to salvation. Wow. The Holy Spirit is not present. Wow. Mm -mm -mm. This is why some of you is crazy. Somebody will go and say, there is a, a so this right now, there will be at this hour, 20, $24 for a 24-hour turnaround. <laughs> You believe them and you have not checked the fruits of their ministry. Right. Yeah. They can't prophesy to you personally what is going on in order to bring you to the place God desires you to Amen. be. Amen. But they will tell you that because you are desperate for signs, right. you give and you still don't have a 24-hour miracle and you keep doing it. Yeah. How can you know how much I should give but you can't tell what my problem is? You're a suspect. Yeah. Mm -hmm. These are people who are not even, uh, <laughs> I don't even know how to explain it. Mm. There are three ways that the anointing, the oil, access to the oil is given to a human being. Remember, this same oil, even spiritual beings also need. Because the anointing is the evidence of God's endorsement on a person. But after they're endorsed, if they cannot maintain the presence of God, they have been disapproved. But it would take spiritual discernment to know. So fools will look at somebody and say, oh, he has dreadlocks, it means God has left them. Mm -hmm. Foolishness. Because they can't measure the presence of God. Right. Some of you, you just hear beautiful music, you get emotional, you think that is the yeah. presence of God. No, it's not. Mm -hmm. yeah. The presence of God changes, transforms somebody and brings somebody into an intimate relationship with God. Yes, because the presence of God, to, ex to experience it, is to have an encounter with him. Anyone who has encountered the presence of God, you pursue it. Because once you get a taste of yeah. it, you will not want yeah, anything. Yeah. Yeah. There is no great man or woman of God on earth that had never had an encounter. Anyone with an encounter, they always pursue the presence. It is a high that cannot be explained. Because it is the natural getting in contact or getting in touch, making contact with the divine. And not just the divine, but the divine God, the creator. Amen. There is something that happens to you. Yes. I do not minister without the presence. Yes. I can't. Yes. 
That is why I don't write notes. With all the teachings that I do, you've never seen me taking notes. Right. I don't. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Because the presence of the presence of God, God will speak to me through his presence. And when I teach you, it will come from him, not my intellect. Amen. Not that there is anything wrong with writing notes. It's all good. Nothing wrong with it. God deals with people differently. Yeah. But for me personally, without the presence, I can't do anything. When there is a presence, demons flee by themselves. If you look at our church, we don't struggle with demons. Ah, yeah, sure. No such thing. Demons don't even, uh, they can't do anything. Yeah. You, you see, sometimes I'll just look at a person, they start manifesting. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. An amazing uh, sister was here uh, this Saturday. Uh, she came Friday and then she came, she came Thursday service. And she was here also on a Sunday. And when she came up and she was explaining to me how uh, she had heart problems three times, she should have died and all this and all this. She kept on talking. I took the paperwork from her and I just looked at her immediately. Mm. Immediately, instantly. But this happens so much. Do you know why? There is a presence. Amen. Not just the anointing. There is a presence. The devil can resist the anointing, but he cannot resist the presence. Amen. The anointing brings you into the spiritual realm to fight. But to fight the devil, you can't fight him with the anointing. You need the presence of God because he's also anointed. He has the same thing you have. Come on. <laughs> Uh, some people didn't hear me. Oh, Lord. Uh, let me go offline. No. The devil has the exact same thing that me and you have when it comes to the anointing. But when it comes to the presence of God, he doesn't have it anymore. That is why when an evil spirit, a demonic spirit, a devil is in a place, there is a different presence. But when the spirit of God comes in a place, there is light, there is release, yeah. and that spirit cannot be in that place. Yeah. The devil can resist the anointing because he's also anointed. Depending on the level of your anointing, it determines which devil you can fight. But a baby Christian with the presence can overcome a giant demon. Hallelujah. Let me explain that again. You see, spiritual battle is anointing against anointing. I feel like I'm talking to myself. No, it's deep. <laughs> Spiritual warfare yeah. is anointing against anointing. Wow. That is why you find even amongst witches, there's a greater witch than the other one. Yeah. <laughs> but they're all using, you know, when people hear evil powers, mm -hmm. they think it's just demonic powers. No, 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 no. I will explain it in a little bit. But let me just cut it in short here. Even witches, there is a greater witch. Yeah. But they're all serving the devil. Why is one more powerful? Jesus. Hello. Hello. Uh. <laughs> Are you still here? We're here. Yeah. 
So the anointing just brings you in a level where you can contend with spirits. Okay. Mm. I'll say that again. Going through spiritual warfare doesn't mean you're anointed. But your ability to get into a fight with a spirit is because of anointing. Okay. Because if you're not anointed, there will not be a fight. A demon will smash you instantly. Okay. okay. Let me give you an example. Are you ready? Yes. yes. The angel of the Lord said something to Jacob. He told him, your name shall be called Israel. For you have wrestled with man and with God and you and have, prevailed. have prevailed. When did he ever fight God? In that moment. Because he was already approved by God. You see, Jacob was already anointed from the womb. God said, Jacob I love. Yeah. He was already anointed from the womb. Wow. But he had no spiritual rights. Okay. He did not have the spirit to carry out what was inside the him. Anointing. So the anointing, remember the Bible says, the anointing will teach you of all things. He already had wisdom to steal the, uh, to steal the birthright of his older brother. Mm -hmm. He already had a, spe a special supernatural wisdom. Mm -hmm. If you do not have any spiritual insight, you cannot look at somebody and say, okay, I'm going to steal that person's birthright. Yeah. You have to be spiritual to do this. Witches steal people's stars all the time. Because they say, yeah, yeah. If they look at somebody and your star is bright, meaning that you have a great destiny, they can divert what was supposed to come to you to them. That is why some people enter into misfortunes mm -hmm. is because somebody literally took the blessing on your head and brought it to themselves. Wow. Witches do that all the time. Wow. Well, am I, uh, yeah. That's true. Remember, Jesus was discovered because of a star. The Bible says, we saw his star. It means everybody that is born comes with a star. star. Uh, you guys missed it. Jesus. Come on. Somebody didn't hear what I said. That's good. They said, we saw his star. Mm -hmm. It means for every human being that is born, there is a sign in the heavens. Wow. This is why some of you, the devil deceived you and did the horoscope thing. Ah, now you get it. Yeah, 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 yeah. Wow. Now some of you get it. There is some truth to the horoscope, but it became completely demonic. Right, right. Because for every human being on earth, there is a sign in the heavens. Okay, I will stop. That is why when you read this nonsense, you discover that your personality is inside. You're like, dang, that's, that's kind of accurate. Wow. Oh then it goes south. Yeah. <laughs> I say, oh, you know, these people born around this time, their character is usually like this. People born around this time, their character is usually like this. People around born this time, 
their character is usually like this. It's true, it's not a lie. It's actually true, it's not a lie. I'll say it one more time. It's actually true, it's not a lie. There is truth to it. Wow. Wow. Huh? Stay away from them things. Okay, so should we delete this one? No, no, no. This is clean. This is clean. And you know I'm the advocate of deletion. Amen. We should delete it, right? No. <laughs> For every human being, every human being, there is a sign in the heavens, a hundred percent. But Satan now took advantage of it because he knows human beings are not wise. Think about it for a second. Why are all the great structures of the world, of the previous world, was all lined to the stars? What did they know? That's good. How did the Mayans have a calendar that predicted certain events? Some was accurate, some was not. How did they, how did they, stars? Because there is certain informations Amen. that only the Spirit of God can reveal. The demonic world doesn't really know. They have some insight wow. to some extent, but it's not deep. That is why some of you have given yourself names of demons. Sarge, Pisces, this, this. You're calling yourself the, a name of a spirit that is trying to rule over those people born around a certain time. Okay, let me stop. Let me ask you a question. Oh my God. What is Lucifer called? Lucifer, son of the morning. Son of the morning. Jesus is called what? The morning star. <laughs> this is a whole other subject. One day we'll come to it. Amen. I don't know how we got here. God forgive me. <laughs> Let me rewind because we have to go somewhere. But listen oh. to me and listen to me clearly. The anointing just elevates you to a place you can contend with spirits. But who wins is dependent on who has been approved more than the other. In terms of power. But somebody who is a born again Christian with a little dose of the anointing, because every Christian is anointed to some extent. But with the Holy Spirit, they can shut down a whole network of demons Amen. because of the Spirit of God. Wow. Three ways the anointing is received. Number one, God anoints people from birth, specific people, wow. not everybody. That is why a lot of your pastors that say, I am a prophet anointed to the nations, you notice they only have one race. 
I'm sorry. I'm just being honest. You know, if you don't identify where you are, you can't be promoted. You don't want even know what to do, right? The first way somebody receives the anointing is by God's approval before you came to the world. All true servants of God were anointed before they came in the world. Amen. Guys, stop writing your birth dates. I don't know why you're doing that. <laughs> Wait, what? <laughs> you see, there is nothing wrong with the being great locally. Win souls for Jesus. If you have, if you can have 10,000 people in your community come to Christ, you've done great work. Then having being a prophet to nations, you have 200 here, 500 there, 1,000 there. You're not great. The greatness is in how many people we bring to God, but everybody wants to be an international minister. <laughs> Me, I know myself. I am not an evangelist. I've said that a million times. But when God sends me somewhere, he sends me somewhere and he will draw people because of my calling. Amen. Are you getting what I'm saying? Yeah. If you look at Jeremiah, the Bible says that God tells him, I what? Ordained you a prophet before you came into the world. Yeah. Moses, before he came into the world, there was a star that was seen. Notice the great ones, they always know them. They will always try to assassinate them before they are born. <laughs> Shada bakata. Because there is a sign in the spirit that has been seen. That even demons know, this one we need to pay attention to. We need to find them because yeah. if we don't stop them at birth, come on. we are in trouble. This is why abortion is demonic. Yeah. Because it's an easier way for the devil to find those who are anointed by God wow. without causing commotion. Wow. Wow. Hmm. You said you said a big thing. Even though those who have a special mission, you can't kill them. I'm sorry. Amen. There is no way God is allowing it. So these men tried to divert the stars and when they couldn't, they tried to kill them physically to get rid of them. Yeah. So that let them die so that they don't change things. There are men and women of God that come on earth that change a whole generation. This is yes, completely sir. true. Not every man of God can do that. There are people who come and become popular and then they disappear. Another one becomes popular and disappears. But there are those that come their words will resonate 200 years after their time. Mm -hmm. Their acts will remain thousands of years after their time. People will still be talking about how great they were. Amen. Mm -hmm. Amen. Moses, anointed from birth. John the Baptist anointed from his mother's womb. And you notice all of them that God approves of. 
He said, my spirit is also in them. Make sure you don't do this, you don't do that, because you can tamper with what I am doing. John the Baptist, Samson, Isaac, the list goes on and on and on. And notice all these men were special. They were, yes. All these men were special. If you look at the book of Judges, no one is spoken about more than Samson. Yeah. But Samson is the only one with a unique birth. Everybody else was appointed to carry out something and after that thing they disappeared. Wow. Samson. That's deep. Samson. The one that a lot of people ridicule. Until now you talk about him because Samson was special. He wasn't a regular man. He was a man anointed from birth. Still in his mother's womb, saturated with the power of God. These are those ones that are called the holy ones of God. God chose them before they came. God already approved of them. They are coming into the world already with what they have. Amen. Amen. An example for me. I came from a house of musicians. Yes, my mother loved God. They were not deep, deep, but they loved mm -hmm. God. My dad was a touring musician. But look at me. How did I end up like this? Anointed from birth. Amen. 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 There's a man that um, played guitar for my father. You've seen him, he came to the church. He hugged me so tight, he said, I wish you knew the things that happened surrounding your birth. None of your siblings was born the way you were born. He kept going on and on and on and on about it and on and on and on about where you were born, how it happened, everything. There's a lot of things that happened around me being born. Some of you don't even know that I died. I took, I, I, I was coming from school, I was in pre-K and I didn't know. First of all, I had a lot of, I'd been dropped. I have a dent on my skull that if you touch, you feel. I was dropped from a flight of stairs, nothing ever happened to me. Wow. It wasn't like here, it was like from, like a whole floor. Nothing, and my head banged on the thing, nothing ever happened to me, Thank apart from that. the dent. Um, I was coming from school one day and I used to love sugar all the time. Anybody who knows me knows I love sweet things. Mm -hmm. I've retired sweet things, that's why I've lost weight. <laughs> My happy weight is gone. But I, um, I went into the pantry. One of my aunties had, was working, she used to do things with trucks. So she had this powdered acid that they used to clean car engines. And she put it in the pantry and nobody knew. And I came from school, I didn't know. I went in there, got this white substance. I was like, oh, this is interesting. And I tried it and he was like, oh, this tastes weird. And I swallowed it, let it go. 30 minutes later, I was bleeding from my nose. My ears rushed to hospital unconscious. Everything inside was falling apart. Spent weeks and months in hospital. But on the first day, my uncle, who's one of my mentors, came and prayed for me. 
And he knew where I was because God had told him. He came where I was and I came back. Everybody was shocked. When God has chosen you, nobody can do anything about it. Nobody. That is why you cannot envy people. You can be inspired by people, but never envy people. Because your envy can lead you to the wrong place. Psalms 89 verse 20. 20. Psalms 89 verse 20. Psalm 89 20. Mm. Mm. I have found David my servant. With my holy oil have I anointed him. I have found my servant David. With my holy oil have I anointed him. So God finds people and he anoints them from birth. Mm. If you look at Cyrus, was a guy that didn't even know God. But God had already anointed Cyrus for a particular assignment. Even though Cyrus wasn't somebody that knows God, God said, hey Cyrus, know that I'm the one who made you what you are. Yeah. Nebuchadnezzar was a crazy king. But guess what? He was anointed. So the anointing does not come to you because you are Christian. The anointing comes to you to do supernatural things that will align with God's plan for humanity. Amen. Amen. That will connect to God's divine eternal plan for humanity. Are you listening to me? Yes, sir. That is what the, 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 the anointing is for. It is for you to be able to do supernatural things for certain events that must take place. Whether you like it or not, Donald Trump was anointed. Amen. And he is anointed. Yeah. That is why his influence was strong. Crazy guy spoke, you know, crazy things. He, he had results though. Yeah. Yeah. Say what you want about him, the guy had results. Right. Right. Compare the two administrations, you will appreciate him quickly. And when you look at this guy, you're just like, huh? You are truly anointed for Congress and stuff, not for the presidency. Yeah. Obama, ah, greatly anointed. He's, he, anything he said, he drew you into it. Yeah. Not the greatest president. But his charisma was not just because he was charismatic, he was anointed. Yeah. That's deep. All people that have influence, even Hitler was anointed. How do you gather a whole nation to believe they can fight against the world? Right. You can't do that without the anointing. Mm -hmm. Even though he used it wrong. You see, the thing about the anointing is that it doesn't work because you're a Christian. It is clear because you see the devil being anointed. He's, anointed. He's not a Christian. He doesn't even like your God. He fears him. If they missed it, they missed it. <laughs> power is just power. Do you realize the Bible says all authority and power comes from above? Comes from above. Yeah. Yes, There's sir. no powers of darkness per se. So today I'm going to stop here. And when I come back tomorrow, actually I will come tomorrow. And I'll give you... And I'll come live early, actually. Okay. 
I'll come live earlier because we don't have to do power shot tomorrow, so it'll be good to come earlier. So for today, I will stop here. Amen. Yeah, for today, we'll stop here. <laughs> so the first way you receive the oil, the first way you tap into the well of oil is from God himself. I want you to go to prophetlovey.com, give your best seed, appreciate God for what God is doing through this uh, ministry to keep this going. May God bless you. I Amen. love you. Uh, Father, I release the, the biggest and the best blessing to your people. Thank you, Jesus. As we hear these words, may we be transformed. Amen. As they give, Father, remember them Amen. in every area of their need. In the mighty name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. You are blessed. Shalom. God bless everybody. God bless you all, wherever you are. By the mercies of God, that God will do something amazing for you. I am so grateful to the Lord Jesus for the opportunity to always sit and minister to you. Uh, earlier, I was watching um, some videos, and I, and I was seeing the things that God was doing through what he has deposited in me. And honestly, sometimes I look at those things and I cry. And I cry because I know that only grace can do that. Only God by his own qualifications can lift and do something with a person that he chooses to do. So it is always a privilege to serve his people. And it's something that I never take lightly because it is after all the purpose of my life. That's why I'm here. And... Um, is to give you everything that God has given me, uh, either before the rapture or before my time. Any, any man of God or woman of God or any Christian that doesn't think of their life beyond earth, you are a spiritual baby. Mm. Because after all, we are only going through this place. Yeah. This is not our home. The new earth will be, not this one. And the new earth will be our home because Jesus will be here. So Amen. it is always a privilege to serve God, especially in this dispensation. Amen. Why God chose us to be here. Maybe we would have been on earth 200 years, 300 years ago, but he chose now. So I am humbled and I'm grateful to God. And uh, I am grateful for you all also that God is doing something within us all in order for his name to be lifted. Amen. With that being said, share this. Um, I've been dodging a few part twos, but this one felt right to do. Amen. So I need those thumbs up to go high and high. And um, man, it's going to be a good time in the presence of God. Amen. It's going to be a good time. So I'm going to do a quick recap. Uh, I was talking about the anointing. I was talking about the well of the oil. You know, in the, in the scripture, the anointing is called... Is, is oil, you know, but um, the anointing comes from the word ointment, that mm. it means to comfort. Mm. Usually ointment was put on wounds or on burns or things like that. It was meant to comfort. Mm. When sheep were being attacked by flies, the shepherd would pour uh, uh, ointment on them to keep the flies away. So the anointing is meant to keep some demons away. Amen. Okay, I don't like this class. You see there, amen. amen. I'd rather teach the people online. Amen. Because these guys are dead in here. 
you can take notes with your hands, not with your mouth. <laughs> so, the anointing was meant to bring comfort. That is why when you read uh, Jesus' mission statement, he says, the Spirit of the Lord has anointed me, has anointed me. The Spirit of the Lord is upon me and he has anointed me to preach the good news. Notice when the anointing comes, it comes to comfort. An anointed person doesn't want to doom people or destroy people. Mm. Let people do that work on their own, but you don't help them to do it. Mm -hmm. I, I wish somebody could hear me. Amen. The anointing is supposed to bring comfort. That is the purpose of the anointing. It's supposed to bring solutions. It's supposed to open doors. It's supposed to do those things for an individual. So I spoke specifically that the, the anointing is given by God. We read Psalms 89 and I believe verse 20. It says, I have found David my servant with my holy oil. Have I anointed him? It goes on by saying that God will lift his horn, that nobody will be able to stand against him. Even in his error, because of the anointing, no one can stand against David. He will crush his enemies by reason of that what he has put inside of him. So uh, the anointing, the will of the anointing is within God. God is the giver of the oil. And uh, I went on to say that there are three means of receiving the anointing. Uh, I said one, the two are good, one is wicked. But you don't want to go to that one because that one will cost you your life. So we'll get into all that and I believe that you will be blessed. So if you're ready, Amen. I want you to hit the thumbs up and I want you to, to type up. I am ready and we will get into this. I am ready. And we will get into this. Glory be to God. Uh, if you're ready, we'll, we'll get into this. I want to see the people online. Oh, I'm ready, ready, ready. Make sure when you type I am ready, you hit the thumbs up first. If you don't hit the thumbs up, you're not ready. Huh. Mm. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Okay. Okay, lots of I am ready. Okay, perfect. And keep sharing, let your people know on Facebook, on... on um, on every on text message, send them the video, let them know that we are live and something will change for their lives and God will add something on yours because of it. Now, I spoke about those who have been ordained from birth. Uh -huh. Usually, born prophets, and please don't take this, don't take this the wrong way. Uh -huh. And I explained that one can be anointed without the Holy Spirit. God can anoint you because when you're anointed, you have been endorsed to do exploits to a certain level. Amen. Mm -hmm. To be anointed doesn't mean you can do all things, but to be anointed means you can do a lot of things that regular men cannot. Amen. So there is no great anointing there's no such thing as great anointing. But the anointing determines the level of approval heaven has given you. Mm. The anointing just says you are approved. 
but the assignment talks about how far, how deep, how vast, how great the assignment is. Me and you may have the same anointing, but we don't have the same assignment. Mm -hmm. So you will be limited, not because you have the wrong anointing. You'll be limited because your assignment is small. Mm. Did that make sense? Yeah. So anybody who tells you greater anointing, there's no such thing. You don't hear the Bible speaking about that. Because the anointing is the anointing. The anointing is simply heaven's approval of a man or an angel. Because you see the devil being anointed. It says, you anointed Shirab. It means that even among angels... They are those who have been give, they have been approved to be on a certain position or in a certain position within the spiritual world. You don't really see the devil ruling over any department as people assume he was the head of worship. I don't know where they get that from because the Bible doesn't say that. Who in heaven doesn't worship? Yeah. If anything, if you're going to talk about the leaders of worship, maybe mention the two seraphims that are the ones that sing holy, holy. Because that's the assignment. Right. But don't put it on the chirab. Yes, he had the ability, instruments to worship God, but he doesn't say he's the leader of them. Mm. He doesn't even say that he was the leader of the cherubims. Mm. Right now, there are still cherubims in heaven. Yeah. Greater than even him because he's a fallen one. Yeah. And even before he fell, you see him desiring to go higher where other angelic beings were. He wanted to be closer to the throne of God, but yet he was not. So don't, you know, the, the issue with Christians is we manufacture stories that are not biblical. Yeah. And by doing that, you have painted an image of the devil to be greater yeah. than what he really is. Can you all hear me? Yeah. We can hear you. Can, can every one of you hear me? Yeah. Yes. So... There is no great anointing. There's just anointing and, uh, and assignment. But what makes you maximize on the ability outside of the assignment is the Spirit of God. Mm. So somebody with the Holy Spirit, God may pull you to do something. You know, like when you're playing video games, there's always a side quest. Not the main story, but a side story that you can just take care of. I know many of you play games, some of you don't. Mm. But because of the Spirit of God, you can be given the ability to do things on the side to benefit people, even though it was not connected to your assignment. Mm. An example, Jesus is at a wedding. His mother comes. Jesus knows there's no wine, but he doesn't care. The mother comes and says, Ah... Uh, the wine is over. Jesus says, um, what has this got to do with me? And, and, and why are you asking me to do something when it's not my time? But nevertheless, Jesus did it even though it was not his time. So the miracle of turning water into wine was simply because Jesus had the ability to do anything at any time because of the Spirit of God. Mm. 
the reason why I said this is it is not my time it means that it is not the moment for me to do any of these things yet yeah okay let me tell you why Jesus said that can I tell you yes, yes. Because the only time Jesus was going to deal with wine is when we have the bridegroom supper. Hey. Uh, <laughs> this is supposed to happen in heaven. Hey. Where we will sit with Jesus. So he, met, he felt like his mother violated his ability to do something at a wedding that wasn't his. Oh, uh, you didn't catch it. Oh, deep. So it's like you're making me do something and it is not my time. Mm. How do we know that this is not, this is what I'm saying, what I'm saying is true. Remember Jesus had already left the wilderness and fame about him went abroad and he already had his disciples. So Jesus had already performed miracles. But in this case he said it is not my time. Mm. You're putting me in a wedding. I'm an invitee. This is not my wedding. Yeah. Why are you making me the provider of the wedding? How do you know? Remember, the master of the ceremony went to the bridegroom and said, why did you hide the best wine to the end of the, until the, the bad wine is over? People usually give the good wine, the sweet one, then after people are drunk, then you bring out the bad one so they won't care. But why did you do this the opposite? Notice whose responsibility for wine it was, the bridegroom. And Jesus is the bridegroom. He's being made to provide wine for something that is not his wedding. Wow. Hey. Oh, you didn't catch it. This is for those who are online. <laughs> Do you get it now? Yes. That is why I said it was not my time. But before that, he had already performed miracles, many. That's why he was famous. Wow. That him and his disciples were invited to a wedding. Yeah. Do you get it now? Yes. So with the Spirit of God, when there is a demand, God will use you to answer the prayer. Mm. Because the Spirit of God is God being in a place. Mm. And if the Spirit of God is in you and there is a need, God can use the anointing within you to help somebody. Mm. Is this making sense? Yes. Are you sure it's making sense? Yes. Mm -hmm. So, but somebody with their anointing, if it is outside of your assignment, it can't work. Mm. It will be limited. Mm. It will not move the dial much mm. because God is not involved. This is why the demonic world has to influence. Have you noticed the devil doesn't do the work by himself? He's looking for human beings that are ordained for position of leadership to use them. Yeah. Because he doesn't have the assignment, they do. But if he can corrupt the assignment, then he can do his will. I feel like Liana is the only one here. Ah. Other people are looking at me like a ghost. Is this making sense so far? Yes. Are you sure it's making sense so yes. far? Yes. So Satan will always find people that are supposed to influence the nation, 
do something in a position of power, maybe presidency, maybe, the, you know, all those kinds of places. That is why the Bible talks about spiritual wickedness in high places. Spiritual wickedness, meaning these were natural men, but they were natural men, but they were made to be spiritual, but in a wicked way. This is why the devil needs people. But even God needs people. Yeah. Is this making sense? Yes. Because the path of this life has already been ordained. God is not pushing reset button and doing no, no, no. Those who will serve God were already pre-selected long ago. Mm. Those who are supposed to be at certain positions, they are already in those positions before anything uh, occurred. Okay, mm. let's push it deeper. Yes. So the first person is those that came into the world anointed. Mm -hmm. These are not your average pastor. These are not your average evangelist. These are not your average prophet. These are not your average apostles. These are not your average anything. Mm -hmm. These are men that were positioned by God before they came into the world. So the first source of the anointing is God himself. Can I tell you something that is shocking? Yes. There is no new anointing on earth. Deep. Because there is nothing new under the sun. Yeah. Remember, yeah. the anointing is not the spirit of God. Yeah. But the anointing is, a, is an approval of the Holy Spirit and an ability that is given by the Holy Spirit, but it is not the Holy Spirit. Mm. Saul was still anointed while God left him. Lucifer was still anointed, yet God left him. And God has left him. Is somebody getting this? Yes. There is no new anointing on earth. Zero. Zero. The main source of the anointing is God. But when God, let me, let me show it like this. Let me give you a verse. Uh, Auntie Benz, you ready? Are you ready? Psalms 105, verse 15. Psalms 105, verse 15. Psalm 105, verse 15. Saying, touch not mine anointed, mm. and do my prophets no harm. One more time. Saying, Touch not my anointed, mm -hmm. and do my prophets no harm. One more time. Saying, touch not my anointed, and do my prophets no harm. Notice prophets are not anointed. Yeah. But my anointed are those that have been anointed by a prophet. Hey. Because noting, notice God is not referring to the prophets as anointed. Yeah. Because they are aware mm. of the oil. Wow. Do you get it? Yeah. So the first source of the anointing on earth 
is God himself. Mm. Then God deposited it on men called prophets. Not those who have a title. And these prophets I'm talking about are born prophets. I'm not talking about those people who became prophetic. Mm. I'm not talking about those people who received Jesus and became extremely uh, powerful. Mm. That's not what we are talking about. Uh, my son Darrell Brown says, so Papa, you, you are saying you can be anointed, but it does not have any value. The value of what you are given is, there, is according to the assignment. If there's no assignment, what is it valuable for? Yeah. That is why in heaven, the Bible says yeah, there will be no prophecy, there will be no this, because the anointing, who are you going to use it in heaven <laughs> with? The only thing the anointing will be useful for is your position in heaven, not for miracles or anything. Amen. There will be no purpose for it there. I see your name is John. Everybody in heaven can do that. We are all spirits there. So there will be no prophecy. Prophecy will cease. Healing will cease because there are no sick people. Is somebody catching that? Yes. All right, so get this. Get this the best way that you can. Born prophets are the carriers of oil. Or let me remove the word prophets because others may be offended. Mm. Born ministers of God. Mm. Because you know people forget that the fathers of faith are prophets. All the men of God in the Old Testament are prophets. Every one of them. Some were priests in the temple but they were prophets. Like Samuel was a prophet but he functioned like a priest. You get what I'm saying? Yeah. There are different kinds of people that Ezekiel, son of Buzai, his father was a priest. But him himself, he was not really a priest, even though he came from a lineage of priests. He was a prophet. Do you get what I'm saying? Yeah. So, (laughs) somebody asked, do you like this, Auntie Benny? Are there born women prophetesses <laughs> to be continued? <laughs> this is not a gender thing. It's just follow with me. Mm. That's not info- important information. Mm, it's not. But I'm going to say something. Please don't get offended. Mm. Is it okay for me to say? Yeah. You know I like to be truthful with you. Amen. Can I be honest? Can I be really, really honest? Yes. How honest do you want me to be? From a scale from zero to a hundred. God's choice for ministers is usually men first. Because they are the head. Not just of the family, but they are the reflection of him directly. When there is no man, God will have great women. But usually it's a chastisement to men who have lost their place. Yes. Because a man is the image of God and the woman is the image of a man. That's what the Bible says. That is why Eve was made out of Adam, not Adam out of Eve. Did that make sense? Yes. There will be no Esther without her uncle.
So this is not to say there are no women of God or women should not preach. Mm -hmm. That's not what I said. That is why you find it is human nature to want to have a male president, male leader, male this, male mm -hmm. that. Not that there can't be women who do that. Has God ever chosen a woman? Yeah, many in the Bible. First, second doesn't matter. The point is God has chosen somebody. Right. Yeah. yeah. That's what matters. It's not about first, second, last. It's not like that. So let me continue with this before we get sidetracked. Yes. So, born ministers, every anointed person you see on earth got it from somebody that already lived before them. Mm. Because the anointing doesn't disappear, it is transferable. Mm. Moses was given access to God because of a man called Jethro. Without Jethro, Moses is not meeting God. But Jethro was not sent to the children of Israel, so he couldn't help them. Let me show you what I'm telling you is true. Jethro means Reuel. Mm -hmm. This is his spiritual name, mm -hmm. meaning friend of God, right? Mm -hmm. He had no sons. He only had daughters. Wow. Yeah. Then when Moses came, he showed Moses the ways. What does God declare about Moses? Moses is my friend. Mm. Wow. So you only receive what another person had. You cannot receive or create your own. So Moses, God is declaring, Moses is my friend. How did Moses receive that access? Because he received something from somebody. Mm -hmm. Notice the only human being that ever rebuked Moses and God never interfered was Jethro. His brother and sister were right, but God intervened, said, don't talk about my friend like that. Mm. Jethro goes to visit him, finds Moses doing something he doesn't agree with, not God. He doesn't agree with. He tells him, how dare you do this? What you're doing is wicked. Mm. Moses never argued. Moses changed it, and you don't see God interfering. So what Moses has is because of a man called what? Jethro. Jethro was a priest that ministered to God. Why did they say priest? Because he was ministering to God. He was the only one serving God on that mountain. So he mm. played the position of a priest. Mm. Okay? Remember, we are all a holy what? Priesthood. That doesn't mean you are a temple guy. Mm. Because if you read in the Bible, you don't see Jethro having a temple. Yeah. Jethro gives Moses his sheep to look after. Mm -hmm. wow. Wow. 
So Moses is learning how to take care of sheep because he's about to take care of the sheep of God. So everything is symbolic spiritually. Moses has been given a staff. Now he's watching after sheep, but that same staff is used to bring the people of God out of Egypt. Jesus comes on earth. The son of the living God comes on earth. He is having an encounter with Moses and Elijah. After that moment, Jesus starts saying, I am the good shepherd. (laughs) You didn't get it. If Jesus is coming to fulfill the law, who started the law? That's That's deep. Moses delivered the children of Israel and brought them to Israel. Jesus came to establish them. So how can he finish the work of Moses without having something that Moses has? Mm. How can he baptize them with the Holy Spirit and fire if he has not meant the only prophet in the scripture that demonstrated the spirit of baptism? Remember, fire represents judgment. The only prophet who walked with fire was Elijah. Yeah. So if Jesus is going to baptize people with the Holy Spirit and fire, meaning the anointing to judge, Elijah has to show up. Hey. Okay, I feel like I'm... Is, is. So even the Lord Jesus, according to the laws of men, This is why Elijah, not Elisha, the spirit of Elijah had to be in who? John. Because that is how Jesus is getting the transfer. Without John, Jesus is not getting what Elijah has. Apostle Blessing Oracle, it is the beginning, yes. So, so catch, so are, are you listening? Yes. Or oh, is this too much? No. So there is no one. Samuel was great, but what he carried came from somebody called Eli. John the Baptist was great, but what he carried was from his father. And then somewhere in his spiritual walk, Elijah came to him. Because when he's in his mother's womb, the Bible does not, God, Gabriel does not say he has the spirit of Elijah. No. He had the spirit of God, but Elijah showed up later, somewhere along the line. And when Elijah showed up, John the Baptist started living in the wilderness, just like Elijah. I wish you knew what you're getting. I wish uh, the hey. thumbs up, the thumbs up are not encouraging enough, so I'm going to stop. Oh, here's the thumbs up. You know, when you, when you like these videos, what you're doing is you're helping other people. Yes, amen. Because the video, people are going to see it, and people are going to learn, and people are going to come to Jesus. That's the goal. Amen.
Are, are you getting what I'm saying? Yes. So you have to understand these things by the Spirit of God. You have to understand these things by the Spirit of God. And to be honest, I can stop here for today because I've just given you the second one. Mm-hmm. And maybe we can wait for the third one another time. Ah, uh, it doesn't sound good. Uncle mm. Masengo <laughs> said, yeah. So, there are men that are now the portal for the oil. Mm. Amen. Amen. This is why usually when people start ministries, right, mm. just because they want to start ministry or they are zealous about God, they never do well. Mm. Unless somebody who has been endorsed by God holds your hand, you will never enter into the supernatural. Mm. And there are people who God's desire for them is to touch many lives, but they will be limited because they will have the calling without the anointing. Mm. They will have the spirit of God, but without the ability that the Holy Spirit can express themselves, which is the anointing. Mm. So you'll see somebody with a huge following, big following, nobody gets delivered, nobody gets healed. This is why sometimes you will see that men of God will send some of their people to me because they know if they come, they will get free. But we serve the same God. Why can't they free them? Do you get what I'm saying? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So let me give you an example. Samson and David, who came first? Samson and David, who came first? Are you sure? Auntie, the book of Judges or the book of Samuel, which one came first? Judges, right? So when when David was killing lions and bears, where did he get that from? Was it a new thing? No. It wasn't. He got it from Samson. Somebody else had already done it. Hey. He wasn't the first one. When David was going, slaying thousands of soldiers, he wasn't the first one to do it. It came from somebody. Deep. There's nothing new. Deep. And you notice the same things that were Samson's Achilles heel were kind of David's also. Yeah. No difference. Papa, does that transfer? A hundred percent. Jesus. Because it's not an evil thing. There's nothing evil about that. It is a misconception. Hey. The anointing maximizes everything. So your human desires will be magni- magnified also. Mm-hmm. Apart from the ability that it will amplify, but it will also amplify every other human thing in you. Wow. Your human desires are not sin. They can be if you don't control them. Mm. Is somebody getting this? So, Jesus. Auntie Rose, do I have still some time or are we done? This is up to you. Ten minutes? And then I can't get into the next one if Ah. I have ten minutes.
It's not my fault, it's Auntie Rose's fault. Jesus. So, understand this. This is why you find a concept developed by God called impartation in the Bible. Mm. To impart is to give or to share what you have been given. Remember, the Lord Jesus carried what we call the spirit without measure. It means what was inside of him, he could share it and share it and share it, and he does not run out. Mm. So we have the spirit of the Lord inside of us, but I have that spirit, you have that spirit. Millions and millions and billions of people on earth that have received Jesus have the spirit of the Lord, but he doesn't run out because he's sharing his spirit. Mm. Wow. So impartation works in the same way. Uh, go to the book of Numbers. Are you ready? Yeah. Numbers eleven seventeen. Amen. And I will come down and talk with thee there. Mm -hmm. And I will take of the spirit which is upon thee and will put it upon them. And they shall bear the burden of the people with thee. Notice God is saying, I will take of the spirit that is upon thee. Notice the spirit that is upon Moses is the one that is producing the oil. Mm. Because Moses was born like that. So now God is saying, okay, Moses, you are saying this burden is too much for you. There is no problem. Choose elders. I will come down at that specific place and I will talk to you. And when I finish talking to you, I will take what is in you and put it also in them mm. so that they may share your burden. Notice God did not say, I will take my spirit. Yeah. Because the anointing has already been distributed. Deep. Mm. Wow. If God could just make them prophets independent of Moses, why didn't he do it? I don't know if somebody heard that. Yeah, we're catching it. <laughs> Tantin, why did you say, hmm? Anointing has already been di di distributed. Mm. Anyone who tells you otherwise is lying to you. The anointing has already been distributed. Huh? Yeah, long ago. Because God says this, everything pertaining to life and godliness has already been given. Yeah. First King 19.16. First Kings 19.16. First Kings 19 and 16. First Kings 19, verse 16. Mm-hmm. And Jehu, the son of Nimshi, shalt thou anoint to be king over Israel. Notice this is God talking to Elijah. Mm. Mm -hmm. Keep going. And Elisha, the son of Shaphat, of Abel Mehola, mm -hmm. shalt thou anoint to be prophet in thy room. Mm, keep going. Mm. And it shall come to pass that him that escapeth the sword of 
It shall come to pass that him that escapeth the sword of Hazael shall Jehu slay. Mm -hmm. And him that escapeth from the sword of Jehu shall Elisha slay. Mm -hmm. Yet I have left me 7,000 in Israel, all the knees which have not bowed unto Baal, and every mouth which had not kissed Stop him. Stop right there. God's first choice was never Elisha. Elisha was a backup of a backup. Hey! Wow. Wow. So it means what was in Jehu was the same thing that was in who? Elisha. Hey. Exactly the same thing. So God said, all right, Elijah, I'm going to pick you up, all right? Heavenly Uber will scoop you. <laughs> but before you go, go and find Jehu, anoint him to be king. Mm. The reason why kings were anointed with prophets those days is that they were able to rule divinely, not just physically. There was a spiritual element to them. Mm. That is why when you look at the kings of Babylon, you look at the, the kings of Egypt, they always had wizards and witches with them because they wanted a divine element because that is how God ordained it to be. Mm. Regular kings were never meant to be. There was no leader that was supposed to be regular. They were supposed to have a spiritual element with them. Mm. So those who are from God were anointed by prophets and prophets were always there to advise them because they did not master the prophetic nor did they have the measure of the prophetic like the prophet. Wow. Mm. So the prophets were always advisors to the king because they could foresee. Yeah. David was a prophet, but David had a prophet. But if you look at David's prophetic and the prophetic of the prophet that was David's prophet after Samuel, you notice that person was deeper than David because he could hear God at any time. David sometimes would miss God. Sometimes yeah. he would prophesy when he's in deep worship, but he did not just have general insight yeah. like the prophet who was his prophet. Yeah. You guys get this thing? Yeah. Because David was only anointed to be king. But because he was anointed to be king, the Bible says, David also being a prophet. Because a king anointed by a prophet is also prophetic. So David also, meaning it was secondary, king, then prophet. But Jehu was not given both things. Jehu was given the kingship, but he shared what was with him with Elisha. Because their destinies were intertwined. So it, now God is saying, whoever escapes Jehu, whoever Jehu fails to slay, Elisha will slay. So Elisha is an extension of Jehu because Jehu and Elisha, both of them are sharing in the what Elijah was supposed to do. But because Elijah is living, Elijah already slayed a lot of people, but because he's living, what he has in him has to be distributed. Mm. But because Elisha was wise, notice Elijah always tried to dodge Elisha because Elisha had an awakening. He had a revelation that this guy is the source of oil. What I am getting is not only because God has decided. If this guy decides to give me more, I can get more. So anytime Elijah, when Elijah anointed him, Elijah left him. 
It was him that fed his people, offered sacrifices to God, fed his people, and left and followed him, chased after him. Elijah asked him, what do you want? He said, no, no, I just want to serve you. Let me show you Psalms 141, verse 5. Psalms 141, verse 5. Psalms 141, verse 5. Amen. Psalms 141, verse 5. Mm. Let the righteous smite me. It shall be a kindness. And let him reprove me. It shall be an excellent oil, which shall not break my head. Ah. Read that again. <laughs> Psalm 141.5. Uh -huh. Let the righteous smite me. It shall be a kindness. And let him reprove me. It shall be an excellent oil, which shall not break my head. Can somebody read it uh, in IV? This is crazy. It's deep. Psalm 141, verse 5 in NIV. Let a righteous man strike me. That is a kindness. Let him rebuke me. That is oil on my head. My head will not refuse it, for my prayer will still be against the deeds of evildoers. Do you get it? Yeah. Many of you will never receive oil because a righteous man cannot rebuke you. Hey! A righteous man cannot chastise you. Because the moment they correct you, it is because they are trying to share a burden with you. And the moment you feel yourself, you just denied oil that was supposed to come on you. Notice he's saying, I will not reject the oil coming upon me so that when I pray, I can smash evildoers. Yes. It means your prayer without anointing is useless. Jesus. Useless. Do you know how many times Elisha was chastised? Do you know how many times Elijah even sometimes wanted to run from him? Mm. Their faithfulness. Yeah. That when Elijah saw him, he said, okay, what do you want me to do for you? He didn't say, what do you, let me pray for you. He said, what do you want me to do? What is in my ability that you want? He said, I want a double portion of your spirit. Yeah. That is what made Elisha different from Jehu. Many of you, you either are faithful to those who are not anointed. <laughs> ah, I feel like I'm provoking people, but I'm telling you the truth. Ah. Whether you like it or not, it's not my word, it's God's word. Amen. We receive the oil. Many of you are faithful to what has never benefited you, but it strokes you, it comforts you, it's what you like. Mm. So you're faithful to it, but if you look at your life, it never served you. Wow. Mm. So what are you going to receive? How is it gonna benefit you? Mm. It can't. Mm -hmm. It may give you a physical position, Deep. but in spiritual effectiveness and ranking, you will dry up. Please read it one more time. Psalm 141, 5 NIV. Mm -hmm. Let a righteous man strike me. 
That is a kindness. Let a righteous man strike me, it is a kindness. You see, if I come and I tell you what you're doing is not the right way, mm. and you say, ah, this is how I do my thing, you just rejected God's kindness. Jesus. Wow. <laughs> a lot of people cannot be advised. If it did not come the way I like it, it didn't feel right to me. It's exactly why you can't receive what another has. Yeah, uh, yesterday I was talking, I was texting with a man of God called Vlad. He's uh, the pastor of Hungry Generation. Somewhere in... Um, where is it? Washington. Washington, right? Uh, Vlad in Washington. And he was texting me and we were talking and, you know, uh, I was telling him how I love his teaching and his zeal um, for souls. And he's a great man, truly dedicated, and he has the correct doctrine of God. Mm. And we were talking and he was like, man, you know, we were very connected. We used, we were connected to Prophet T.B. Joshua, and we also uh, were connected to Prophet Bushiri. It is the first time I am seeing somebody have both of what these guys have in one person. Mm. We, you know, a combination of being able to deliver people and accurate, accurate prophetic. You know, that's, that's, that's what he said to me. Obviously, you who have been close, you know, somebody watching from fine, those who are close is different. Mm. Um, those who are close, you know, there are some strange things I can't do yet publicly. Mm. And you've seen some things in church where healing in two seconds, yeah. Yeah. you know, there's a lot of things that God has given me. It's not, and I, and I, and I said to him also, and I was like, you know, man of God is not because I did anything. God just graced me. I never worked for it. I never fought for it. I never did anything. Mm. God just found me and he chose to do this before I came here and that's what it is. But you see, only a great person can look at something and see, I have seen this kind of thing before. Now, I never met Prophet D.B. Joshua physically. Mm. I've met Prophet Bushiri, but he never prayed for me, never anointed me, never did anything for me mm. in that way. I was at a meeting serving Prophet Angel, and he was there. But these things I've been doing them since I was a child, mm. right? So, there are qualities of men that God sends on earth. If you understand your destiny, If you know your divine destiny, you will know that there are things that God left open for you to take advantage on if you want your journey to be even easier. You can fast a hundred days, you're not getting what I have. My own brother and, and, and prophet Obed uh, texts me all the time. He says, man, what God has given you is incredible. Please. And he says this jokingly, but also truthfully, you need to pray for me that I will have the same thing. I'm like, oh, 
<laughs> you know, you also, you are great, you know, but to look and to understand what the Lord has put in a man is a deep thing. Mm. It's a wise thing. Mm. So you imagine the Lord calls me home and nobody around me got what I have. It's a shame. Yeah. Shame. Great men like Prophet William Branham left, nobody had that. Mm. Until we came to the Americas, the, the prophetic was kind of dead. Mm -hmm. But what the man of God had, nobody has what Brother Branham had. Do you understand what I'm saying? Yes. It wasn't his fault, it was the fault of the people around him. They called him Brother Branham. They did not realize that this was a born prophet with them. Mm. So they never took advantage of what God put inside of him. Mm. They treated him like a brother in Christ, robbing themselves mm. of the ability to take what he has. Wow. Yes, you'll be given a measure of grace, but how much more do you want to do for God? How much of a benefit do you want to be to the kingdom yeah. of God? Many of you have confused gifts, gifts. You never see Moses, the Bible saying, and Moses had the gift of prophecy. <laughs> because Moses did not have a gift. Mm -hmm. Moses had the spirit of, mm -hmm. the oil of, yeah. not the gift of. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Gifts have limitations, spirits don't. Gifts have limitations, but the Spirit of God upon a person, no limits. That is why Elisha didn't ask for the anointing. He asked for the Spirit. Even though he got what he got from Elijah, he died without discovering the ability not to die but it was inside of him. Mm. That when they put him in the grave, years have passed, Elisha's body has become bones. They come to bury somebody in the same place. There was an attack and they tossed the body of the person. The body touched the bones, pop, the person came back to life. Mm. So he, and Elisha died of sickness, you know that. Yeah. The Bible tells you he was sick until he died. Yet his bones can raise the dead. So he didn't have the discovery of the knowledge of what was deposited in him. Some people get small transfer. They think they have arrived, yet you can die, yet the ability to save yourself was in you. If the one who gave you what they gave you did not die, did not suffer what you're suffering, it means you missed chastisement. Mm. You missed correction that would have caused the oil on your head to fall on your whole body. Wow. You, see when this, you see, when oil comes on your head, this is how it looks spiritually. 
it starts on your head. The more faithful you are, it starts covering your body. It starts going all over you, all over you. First, it, the change of mind. Yeah. Then it goes over your beard. It means wisdom. It goes on your neck and breaks yokes. It goes in your heart. You begin to save souls. But the more it spreads on your body, your own personal freedom, guaranteed. Because you can't give people what you don't have. You can't be close to me and not succeed. You are not really following me. You may go through some things to strengthen your zeal, to get you focused, to get you planted. But even just in terms of work ethic, in terms of this, if you're around me, that thing you will develop because I'm a hard worker. I, listen, one thing this boy can do is work. (laughs) Whatever I have to give myself to, I dedicate myself 150%. 150 percent. Auntie Benz, what time do I wake up to work out? By seven, I'm working out. By 12, how many workouts have I done? Two to three workouts in the day. By 12, I'm done. Strength and conditioning, striking, and then Muay Thai. Why? Because I'm preparing to compete. And for me, I can't leave any stone unturned. I'm disciplined. So if you're around me and you're not disciplined, let's say you're lazy, you're never on time, you're ne- I'll correct you. And if you don't take the correction, you just denied oil to stay on you. Because let me sh- explain it to you like this. I'm going to use these two things, okay? Uh-huh. Let me do it this way. This is you. Mm. Every time you're corrected, oil is pouring in you. Mm. And you have the capacity to take it. Mm. If you disconnect yourself, the flow of oil has stopped. Mm. When you don't take counsel, the flow of oil has stopped. Mm. When you can't be directed, the flow of oil has stopped. Because what you're receiving is not from the Holy Spirit. You are receiving from a whale that the Holy Spirit planted somewhere. That's why you can't go and say, Holy Spirit, anoint me. That's why the apostles laid hands on people. Why? They were transferring. They didn't do a corporate prayer. Now, Father, uh -uh, they laid hands. May your head never reject oil. I receive. Go ahead, you're asking something. Why did Elisha say, or why did Elijah say what Elisha asked for was difficult? He didn't mean difficult in terms of giving him. Mm. He said he asked a a very deep thing. Mm. Because if you notice what he gave him, it wasn't difficult. He just gave him his clothes. 
So the difficulty wasn't in the physical sense. Okay. The difficulty was like what you're asking. It's not easy to give people, not in that it's difficult. Mm. Yeah. How can I trust you to give you such a thing? Ah, uh, okay, okay. That was the difficulty. Yeah. How can I s believe you're worthy of what I'm about to give you? Mm. So even to the last minute, Elisha wasn't trying to give it to him. It is when Elisha was taken by the chariot that, and he told him, if you see me leaving, then you will have it. But he didn't tell him the truth. Mm. Because Elisha saw him leaving and Elijah didn't throw it out. It is when he cried, he said, my father, the chariot of Israel. Then Elijah was like, all right, my G. <laughs> threw it to him. Without him crying, he wasn't getting it. Ooh. Just because he saw nothing. You have to fight for this thing. Yeah. Amen. 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 The anointing is to die for. Genuine, honest faithfulness. This is why when they were looking, can you find this verse for me? When they were looking for a man that could solve a problem, they said there is one prophet who washed the hands of Elijah. I can't remember where the scripture is. You cannot be Somebody that was around Prophet Lovey to get what Prophet Lovey has. Mm. Uh-uh. You cannot even be my biological son like Andrew to mean that you get something from me. Mm. Uh -uh. Even my son knows that he won't just come on you because you're my son. Yeah. I will favor you because you're my son. But the prophet will release what is, remember the inner man has to be compelled. This is why Isaac said, go and prepare for me the food that I love. Then my soul will bless thee, not I will. From the depth of me, something will be compelled to bless you. Mm. Sometimes when you give, you don't give to God. Sometimes you give to the man. Mm. Wow. I'll expand on that for a little bit. Yeah. Go ahead. It's Second Kings chapter 3. Mm. Verse 11? Yep. Verse 11. Mm. Uh, King James. I was mm. in NIV. Okay, Second Kings chapter 3, verse 11. Mm -hmm. But Jehoshaphat said, Is there not here a prophet of the Lord that we may inquire of the Lord by him? Mm-hmm. And one of the king of Israel's servants. Notice what they're asking for. They didn't want a prophet who give them good words. Hmm. They wanted a prophet who they could ask questions and he can tell them the accurate mind of God on the spot. Hmm. So they were looking for a certain caliber of prophets because Israel was not short of prophets. Hmm. But who can function that we can go like how you would go to uh, a medium and ask them, what will happen tomorrow? They look at the crystal ball and they tell you, even though these guys, many of them can't do nothing. <laughs> and those who can, they are singing the lower spheres of the spiritual realm. They can't tell you God's mind. Mm -hmm. So they didn't need somebody with a title. They needed somebody with a functionality. Jesus. Like when people went to see Samuel, they will say, okay, we are going to go and see the seer. Let's carry small offering. Not even small. Let us carry an offering. Let us go and see him. 
and inquire to him where our donkeys are. So they will bring an offering and say, man of God, we have lost our donkeys. Here's a little seed. Can you help us and tell us where they are? He said, don't worry, I'll tell you where your donkeys are in the morning. Stay for the night because there's something I have to tell you. Then in the morning he ministered to him, then told him where his donkeys were on his way back. Mm -hmm. How did he know where the donkeys are? There's a certain level. The reason why I don't do that is that Israel were a nation of God. Mm -hmm. So they had an understanding of the place of prophets. The church doesn't. Yeah. So when you try to offer me something and I feel like you're trying to use me like a medium, I will reject you and what you're bringing. Yeah. Because my goal in this dispensation and the, 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 the goal of the Holy Spirit, the goal of the Lord Jesus for this dispensation is to bring people to him. Once you are honestly dedicated to God, I can tell you stuff. There are things my own little sister Benny was trying to do, trying to apply. She was praying about it and all this. Then I will look into it without her even knowing and I will tell her, ah, this thing is going to come around this time. And then she will say amen. And around the time I told her it will come. Mm. Why? Because I looked into it to know what is happening with it. Because yeah. when she went, it did not look good. Mm. Yeah. But when I checked, did some things, it looked good. Yeah, amen. 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 Because a prophet does not only have the power to foretell, he also has the ability to foretell, meaning mm -hmm. change yeah. the future. Amen. Changing the future does not mean changing the plan of God. No. Yeah. Because those things that are established by God, nobody can do anything about. Yeah. But there are those things that are minor things that cannot affect what God has ordained. God doesn't care. Yeah. It's cool. Jesus turning water into wine, not a big deal. Side quest. <laughs> Even though Jesus wanted it to be at a certain time, he was okay with it. Okay. Uh, read it, read it, please. But Jehoshaphat said, is there not here a prophet of the Lord that we may inquire of the Lord by him? Mm -hmm. And one of the king of Israel's servants answered and said, Here is Elisha, the son of Shaphat, which poured water on the hands of Elijah. If you've never been in Africa, you would not know what the scripture is saying. I don't know if Armenians have this culture, but I know in Africa we have this culture. When you are about to eat, the help will come with a water, with a bucket of water, mm -hmm. with a jar of warm water, with a towel. And they will pour water on your hands and you will wash your hands. And they will take the towel and dry your hands before you eat. It's an old and old days of doing things. I don't think people still do that today. Mm -hmm. But when I was growing up, it was there mm -hmm. all day, every day. So Elisha, that's what he did. Said there was a man who poured water on the hands of the prophet. It takes great humility. And you never did it standing up. You did it on your knees. Mm. While the person is sitting, you wash it. And then they dry your hands. And then you eat. Mm. You see Caesar, when he wants to wash his hands off Jesus, it's somebody, there was a water bearer, brought water and he washed his hand, they dried his hand, he said, I have nothing to do with this man. Mm. Greatest level of humility. Mm. Not because you'll be compensated, not because you'll be seen, but because you're after something spiritual. Mm. 
if you do things for people to see you, then you have received your reward. Yeah. If you do something because you want something from God, then God will reward you with something that the world will know that God rewarded you. Amen. Not status, but genuine, authentic power from the Holy Spirit. Amen. So, there are times you give not to God, but you give to the man of God. Mm. If you give to God, you'll be blessed. Nothing wrong with that. Completely good. But there are times you do things in order to pull what is in somebody. Mm. Isaac did not say, feed, go and sacrifice a lamb unto God and then I will bless you. What he wanted to give them was not with God, was with him. <laughs> Who poured perfume and oil on Jesus' head? Mary Magdalene. And because she did that, Jesus said, she's preparing my body to be buried. Guess who was the first one to see him? She was the first one also to see resurrection. Not every time you give is because of God. There are times you give. Lord, uh, as I give this man of God, if he goes and buys McDonald's, let me be connected. Spiritual wisdom. Amen. Not because that person needs it. You know me, I'm not those guys that come and say, those who give a seed of $24, those who give a seed of $500, those who give a seed of $200, there is a 24, and you'll notice it's in brackets, they will start, those who have uh, $500, you have a 24-hour turnaround. Uh, God is telling me there is 30 of you, 30 of you. Then maybe five give, then he says, then the Lord is also telling me, those who have $100 will also partake in it, uh-uh. <laughs> God is just changing his mind. <laughs> Do you get what I'm saying? I'm sorry, yeah. I'm not attacking anybody. But what is of God requires sacrifice, not convenience. Yeah. yeah. What comes from God requires sacrifice, not convenience. The rate doesn't change. If you don't have it, you can't do it until you have it. Uh, give the mic. You'll need the mic if you're going to ask a question. Sure. Thank you. Oh, big man. Youth. <laughs> wait, uh, how can someone... Wait, mm -hmm. how is the spirit... Uh, without measure, yet you can be, receive a double portion. Because you see, Jesus carried the spirit without measure, okay, because he's God. And he carried the spirit without measure because he can give it to everybody. What I have, maybe I can only give a million. 
because I'm not God. Because remember, it is my spirit not being shared, not the Holy Spirit. But Jesus is the Lord. And that is why the Holy Spirit is called the Spirit of the Lord. And the Holy Spirit is infinite because the Holy Spirit is God. The Holy Spirit is omnipresent, meaning he's everywhere because he's God. So Jesus carried the Spirit without measure because the word measure there, without measure, means an eternal spirit. You can't measure it. You can't tell how much it is. It just doesn't end. Do you get what I'm saying? Yeah, that makes sense. Deep. Very intelligent question. Clap for the young man. That's a deep question. Mm -hmm. Power. Mm -hmm. any, any, anyone else? I think I finished, right? Yeah. So sometimes, you, you don't give something. Me many times, uh, I give to my father. Mm. I don't give to God. Let me rephrase that because people will take that out of context. Yeah. <laughs> there are times I just give to my father, not yeah. to God. I will give and say, Papa, please go and enjoy. Yeah. yeah. The last time he was here, remember, how much did I give him? A hundred K. I went and I gave him a hundred thousand. It wasn't a sacrifice to God. Mm. I just wanted to make my father extremely proud. Not because he's poor. Mm. Ah, the guy's rich. Right. <laughs> But to see your, your, your young man, right? To see your young man raised to a place that he can give you things like that. Yeah. It's pleasing. Yeah. Do you get what I'm saying? Yeah. Yes. Do I give to God uh, a lot? But there are things I know it is not with God, it is with his servant. Yeah. The understanding of that in itself is deep. Mm. Me, I will tell you the truth. I won't lie to you. Yeah. Do I have money needs? Absolutely not. Look at me. <laughs> <laughs> but when somebody sacrifices to a certain place, it moves me because I know where they are. Mm. Many times I'll take the same thing that they gave, I give back to them and I say, I, I received it. Yeah. Because my heart was moved. The goal is to move somebody's heart. Yeah. To take care of a man. Remember Elijah. Elijah. The widow fed him, not God. Mm -hmm. And because she fed him, what was in him did not allow what was in the house to run out. Yes. If she said, no, I'm offering this to God, she would have died. Because Elijah was the one who had the ability to sustain her. So, use wisdom. Amen. Now, thank you. Uh, because of uh, Esther Rose, we'll have to do this <laughs> part three another time. Amen. I want you to go to prophetlovi.com. I want you to grab what you want to honor God with. Amen. And tell the Lord, thank you for this word and let it change me. I join myself to this prophetic unction. Amen. I join myself to what God you're doing in this work with your servant, Lord Jesus. Whatever is on him, let me also have it, mm. that I may be a benefit to people. Amen. So go quickly, give to God, and then we'll be back.
and we'll finish. Thanks for joining us. We trust that what you have received today will change your life forever. Please follow us on social media at Prophet Lovi and Revelation Church LA for updates, events, and teachings. If you are interested in connecting with this teaching, head over to ProfitLovi.com or RevelationChurchLA.org and click on Giving. Revelation Church is located in Simi Valley, California and has prophetic service every Thursday night at 7.30 p.m. and Sunday service at 10 a.m. We'd love to see you there. Until next time, Shalom.